Blog Talk Radio. It can be contagious. 
It can be infectious. Why not have a good pandemic? Why not spread something positive? Why not make somebody smile? You know, I bet you can. I bet you could do it. I'll bet you there's a thousand ways to do it. And I bet you if you did it, it'll make you smile even more. Imagine that. Imagine if instead of everybody running around all fearful and, and masked up and and talking like this and going, hey, you want to know a trick? While I'm wearing my mask, you know what else I'm doing? I'm sticking my tongue out at you. I'm probably smiling too. These are all things we can do to make the world a little better. You know, part of today's show, I'm going to be talking about the, the negative power because it's important that we acknowledge things that are not good. Give them power? No, I wouldn't. But sometimes just knowing and being aware of the power we wield as each individual, maybe it'll cause us to think a little bit before we do a little something foolish or thoughtless or mean or or whatever, all kinds of negative things that we can do. And I want to relay this, I don't know, I've said this so many times before, but you know, it's like an important point. Like people, you know, quote the Bible or they quote words of wisdom. They quote every kind of, of positive, real important saying that's been written out there. Why? Because they're important. Oh, I think this one's important. It's important because I've noticed it. I've, I've noticed it for, I don't know, probably half my life. I didn't begin to really become aware until I was probably halfway there. I was probably, I don't know in my 20s somewhere, and I began to catch a clue, I think. Anyways, at least by now, I think I have. One of the things that I noticed is that life, as we go along, um, is full of fragile relationships, fragile things. You know, every single relationship we have, except for probably a few that can withstand some abuse, is fragile, you know? How many of us get our feelings hurt when somebody says the wrong thing or or maybe more importantly, says it in the wrong way? I've been accused of this all my life. You know, I'm an intense person and sometimes I, I wear my intensity on my sleeve and sometimes I'm not thoughtful about how I act and sometimes I bark at people and snap at people and I'm just being real, right? comes off mean sometimes. Think I caused some damage? Yeah. Yeah, you can. I think that relationships are, are very fragile. I think that, you know, especially when you're working with somebody new. For example, the Human Solution International, we're an organization that's made up of volunteers. And we're a bunch of people that, in some cases, have never met in person. We're people that are working together in a virtual way. We're, we're working through video. We're working through audio, phone calls, letters. Many of us have never actually met in person. And yet, the work is so important that we, we talk, in many cases, daily. Um, at very least, very often, in some cases, probably more than loved ones, people that, you know, are family members or supposedly close friends, 
and we've never met each other. We've never hugged each other. We've never, you know, got a chance to hang out and pass a joint or whatever it is that we felt like doing. And we build these relationships on trust and love and a common goal, things that we have in common. I mean, what are most relationships based on? Um, Common goals, common things in common. Sometimes people share a relationship because of a love of music or a love of whatever. It doesn't matter what, surfing or fishing or hunting or whatever, anything that we share in common. In this case, we have a love of liberty, uh, a quest for justice, a love of, of personal freedom. And when we see these things challenged and we've reached out and, and attempted to solve them, we've gathered together with solutions, we've gathered together to, to make changes, real and positive changes. And we get together and we talk about what we're going to do and we do it. We build communities, we set up chapters, we support each other. Um, we go and support those less fortunate than us. We're going to be talking later on in the show about some of the prisoners that we support and ways that we can support them and the things they're going through right now. I think you got a bad. Imagine being locked in a cage right now while all this stuff is going on. And we go along, in many cases, communicating through social media, through video conferencing, through conference calls and whatnot, and we, we build these relationships off of trust. And then one day... You come to find out that one of the people you're working with is lying to everybody the whole time about things and doing things that had nothing to do with what you're working at. Devastating, right? And hopefully what you built is strong enough to weather it and withstand it and separate yourself from it because it has nothing to do with, at this point, what you're working on. Fragile, though, could easily destroy these things. And imagine if you were a member of a group like this, working with people you didn't know, and this is something that just recently happened. And we're working together on this important project to Walk for Change, and we're organizing it, and we're, we're working together and, and working hard. And one person does a really nice gesture Wishes a person happy birthday, because that's what you do when you're a good, nice person. You say nice things. You do nice things. Now, what did that person do rather than be a good person? Do something horribly inappropriate. In fact, so inappropriate that it was shocking and devastating and, and horrible. So horrible that... We had to take action. Now, we weather these things. And as a group, we move forward. But I want you to understand that a, a relationship is only as strong as today. You know, you hear the old saying, what have you done for me lately? Imagine you go through your life, you meet somebody, you maybe you have a romantic relationship, maybe you have an intellectual relationship. And you're talking and you're working together and you're telling each other, building building a relationship day after day, minute after minute, conversation.
conversation after conversation. And at one point, you begin to trust each other. And at one point, you begin to share things about your life, inner, inner things, things that you don't share with everybody. And at one point, the relationship gets stronger and stronger. Maybe you, again, get closer. Maybe you get married. And you're still building on this. Now there becomes levels of trust, bigger and deeper levels of trust. And what happens when one person who trusts another person decides, hey, I need to go somewhere. I need to go on a trip. I need to go visit some people, whatever. You say, yeah, perfect. Go have fun. Enjoy. Be safe. I love you. I trust you. Everything's great. And you go and you come back and everything's good. And this goes on and on for weeks, months, years. You know, people get jealous over stupid things that you realize I'm just being silly and being jealous. But then what happens one day when you find out that, uh, well, things weren't as you saw, as you thought. Everything falls apart. It's like that. Imagine a sandcastle. You see those sandcastle uh, contests where the guys get out there and they build these elaborate, elaborate, intricate sandcastles. Or the ice castles that they build. Amazing. Amazing. And then... Some punk-ass guy comes walking along and stomps it all down. Gone. Weeks, months of work. Gone. Just remember that positive actions, things that you build and grow and share, it's what we need more of, clearly. It's the things that change the world for the better. But you need to reinforce them every single day in order to have this integrity that we talk about, in order to really make a difference. You've got to show up every day. You've got to be that same person every day. And if that one day you decide, hey, I'm not showing up today, it's all bad, everything that you thought, well, today I'm going to change it. You can wreck it all just like that. Seems we're having some kind of a bad connection today, so I hope you all can uh, hang with it. If for whatever reason the video connection's not good, you can pick up your phone. This is something that you can do. Power of one. 646-929-2495. I do not control the internet in any way, shape, or form any more than I control my phone signal as it cuts in and out so many times. Um, don't know what to tell you. If it's not a good signal, it's not a good signal. However, um, you can pick up the phone and dial 646-929-2495 and listen to this clear as day. Uh, hopefully somebody can get the blog talk um, link and share that around as well because that will work just as well. Um, please don't. Text me in the middle of the conversation. You know, one of the things you can do, I'll tell you a trick. One thing you can do. When you're in the middle of a conversation, don't do anything else. Try to be present. Imagine that. Imagine if the person that you were talking to was just looking at you and talking to you back. How great would that be instead of having to keep looking at that damn phone because somebody keeps texting you. Makes all the difference in the world. You know, we really do our best to get this show out there for everybody, and I don't know, don't control 
a lot of things. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a Wi-Fi thing. Anyhow, I do encourage you to call in the show today. Today would be a good day to dial 646-929-2495 and share your thoughts about what you can do as an individual. What is your power of one? Um, I've got a guy right now that's on the line, Mike Hunt. (laughs) And let's see. (laughs) I just wonder... If that's his real name, let us find out. <laughs> Mike, you are live on the air. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, how can uh, how can I help you today? I just want to say about um, people's jobs. Okay. And because um, recently, um, for some reason, they stated my job is not essential, which um, it is, and they recently taken me off work. And what is your job? I am a penis inspector. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know why I did. I saw that coming somehow. <laughs> Watch out for a guy named Mike Hunt. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's pretty cool, though. Uh, get a crank collar. That means we're we're moving up in the world. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, a little a little laughter goes a long way. I uh, I think we're we're moving up in the world. Thank you, Mike. That was uh, quite quite a call. I appreciate your thoughts and your essential job position. Uh, Howard Stern's got nothing on me today, huh? All right. Well, that being said, I'd say that we should get into some serious stuff. Um, As you know, usually about this time every day, uh, Craig Cecil calls. And Craig Cecil calls from federal prison, where he's currently incarcerated. And he sent me a couple of messages recently, and he's explained what's happening, why he hasn't been able to call. So I'm going to read a couple of an email and a letter, and I'm going to lay out yet one more thing, one more thing, (laughs) one more thing that we can do. All right, so this is from Craig Cecil. For those of you who do not know who Craig Cecil is, at this moment in 2020 in the United States of America, where I don't know how many states, but many have passed laws that allow for medicinal and recreational use of cannabis. And not only have they done that, but many states have declared cannabis dispensaries as essential businesses, much as Mike's. Um, At the same time, Craig Cecil is serving life in prison without possibility of parole. Now think about that for just one second. Life in prison without possibility of parole. Very few rapists get life in prison without possibility of parole, especially if it's a first-time rape. Very few burglars 
every kind of violent crime you can imagine, very few of them, especially if it's a first-time offense, would get life in prison without possibility of parole. But Craig Cecil, on conspiracy charges, didn't even sell pot, didn't even grow pot, extracts the whole pot, took the rap for the whole team, essentially, currently serving life in prison without possibility of parole, because that's the way they do it in the Bureau of Prisons. No parole. Anyways, Craig calls into this show every single week. Gets 15 minutes to talk to the public. And he's very grateful and thankful for everybody who's out here that supports him. This is not a joke. So this is from Craig today. Hi, Joe. I suspect you heard on the BOP, the BOP went on lockdown on April 1st throughout the system. One inmate had at FCI Oakdale, Louisiana, had died at FCI Oakdale, Louisiana, so he locked down the system. Since then, five more dead at Oakdale, two dead at Elkton, Ohio, breakouts at FCI Lompoc, California, Forest City, Arkansas, Danbury, Connecticut, and others, I suspect, will be locked down for a while. I can email since we're allowed out for two hours per day. Two hours per day, that's 20 Two hours locked up, two hours out. My biggest complaint is that they have actually taken away all materials that can be used to sanitize. No disinfectants, no bleach, no wipes, no hand sanitizer, nothing but water. Inmates have to wear face face masks. Staffs do not. Go figure. But I do know why there are breakouts throughout the BLP. A couple of notes. One. Marijuana distributors are considered essential business. How does that make me feel? Also, they're letting marijuana offenders out of jails to lower populations because they're not a danger community. Then why are they, why am I locked up at all? Craig. You know, imagine, imagine the hopelessness of being locked up in a place like that, two hours a day to communicate, to clean yourself, to do anything other than be in your cell. I would like to reach out to you. I would love to fill up his inbox with emails letters, words of encouragement, jokes, thoughts, whatever it is you have. You know, send me something to send to Craig so that he can know that we care. Because you know what that brings? That brings the thing that he gets from us. It's called hope. It's the thing that makes a difference wherever you go. Do you know that in times of history, there's been difficulties, horrors of difficulties, plagues and wars, and things that have affected millions of people, much, 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 much worse than these things we're dealing with today. And you know what made a difference during those difficult times? Inspirational leaders, 
people that actually caused us to have hope and to remember what's important. And I think now's the time for that. Turns out we don't seem to have one. But why can't we be one? Why can't we be a source of inspiration to anybody who we come in contact with? You don't have to be a leader of a country. You don't have to be a governor of a state. I look at and listen to every single elected official today, and I just go, God damn, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Where is a leader? Where is somebody who's actually going to lead these people and give them some hope instead of terrorizing them as they are? A little hope and inspiration goes a long way. And I see everything from militant dictator types to pansy-ass pussies over here in California. None of them are inspiring. They're pathetic. But we, we can do that. We can inspire whoever's around us. You know, we've got that power. So imagine if today, tomorrow, you decided to, I don't know, send me a note, send me an email, send me a text, six four or shoot, um, my email, grumbinejoe at gmail.com. It's all over the place. It's on my Facebook page. Just ask anybody. Or send it to the Human Solution International, org. There's a contact us page. Send it to Walk for Change. Send words for Craig. I'll get them. And I'll get them to Craig. And the same thing with Michael Thompson. You know, Michael hasn't been able to call into the show because of the dynamics of, of the jail system. Um, but I talk to him regularly enough. I know Dee talks to him all the time. And he sure would love to hear from us. And there's a number of other inmates that I don't have necessarily contact direct to everybody anymore, but um, I, I could get words to just about any inmate. Maybe today, tomorrow, take a minute. Think about some words you'd like to say to one of these guys that are currently serving time in prison for pot. You got Lance Glore locked up there right now. You got Adam Fogelman locked up right now. I'm sure, I'm sure, 100% sure these people would want to hear from you. 100% sure. Like not even guessing. They would want to hear from you. So maybe take a minute, stop and think. What would you say to a guy that's locked up right now? You know, when I was locked up, I remember Thanksgiving came along. And I've always been a big Thanksgiving guy. I've always been a guy that made a big deal about Thanksgiving. We used to have open house Thanksgivings at my house. And we would invite the whole world. I mean, shoot, we'd have 100 people sometimes at our at our table. We'd set tables up all the way down the hall. And it was great. Big bonfire roast and deep frying turkeys. And people would come from all over the place. People would come from out of state sometimes. They'd bring their favorite dish, and we'd all come together and sit at the table, and I'd look at the round, and I'd say, you know, there are people here that have so little in common with each other, people of all shapes and sizes and colors and backgrounds and, and, and points of view and religions and, 
in politics and all this stuff. There are so many differences, but you know what? We all sat at that table and nobody cared about any differences. We were all the same. We were the human race. And I think about that. I think about that fondly, and I think about that that's one of the solutions. And I remember when I was locked up at Thanksgiving, and I thought to myself, you know, I don't want to lose that tradition. And I encouraged my family to still have a Thanksgiving and still have people over. But I put a condition. And the condition I put on was, I'm going to call in while you guys are having a good time. And I'm locked up. And every time I call in, one of you guys has to make me laugh. And I did. I tortured those people. I called them and I called them and I called them and I called them and I called them. And every time I called them, they had to make me laugh. And it made that Thanksgiving bearable. And when I got out, we had a redo. We had another Thanksgiving that was all right. But again, this is something that I can remember looking around in a dorm of 160 guys all locked up for one thing or another. And some of them belonged there and others didn't. But they were all there and very few of them had anybody anybody there. Very few of them ever got mail. I listened to phone calls while I was sitting right next to, you know, on the phone banks. And, uh, you know, some of them had loved ones they were talking to, but very little deep relationships going on in there. It was it was empty. It was a desert of, of, of it was a love desert, not a good place. So and that was just a jail, a place where people generally don't stay for more than um, you know, three months or so. Couldn't imagine what it would be like to be incarcerated for life without possibility of parole. So then I just got this letter. This came in the mail a couple of days ago. Actually, it came pretty quickly. It was dated on the 2nd. I think I got it on the 6th. Generally, mail takes a lot longer, so maybe now's a good time to send a letter as well. Hi, Joe. All BOP prisoners are on lockdown for 14 days due to the coronavirus, but I suspect it will persist much longer. We've been let out of calls for two hours a day to touch email terminals, phone handrails, doorknobs, and other items contacted by staff and other inmates. The warden, flush with over $100,000 from the CARE Act signed last Friday, will still not provide any bleach or other sanitizers. The virus will likely erupt here as it did at the nearby state's prison in Illinois, which has sanitizers. I will email or phone as I'm able during the, our two hours of, out of the cell to keep you up to date. In close, please find a visitor's form. You must be on the visitor's list. And remember, you... How also have to denote you knew me before my arrest in 2002, a BOP rule. A friend said walk for change is not routed to Chicago, but it will pass here, as you have said. Please get on my list so a visit is at least possible. And I got a visitor's uh, request form, and I'm filling it out. And for those of you who are part of the walk for change, those of you who want to be part of the walk for change, uh, we're figuring some stuff out right now. I would encourage you, I would invite you, again, power of one, something you can do 
Come and join us. Imagine. Imagine this. What if something you didn't like about the world, pick it, anything you don't like about the world, what if you had a way to change it? What if this work we do, trying to end prohibition, trying to help out these prisoners, maybe, I don't know, maybe you want clean water to drink. Maybe you want, I don't know, some kind of equality or justice in the world. Maybe you want to end homelessness. Maybe you want to have some mental health care. I don't know. There's a million things that you just might want to change in the world. What if you could do it? What if you could be part of something that could change anything? Well, you can. And I'm going to encourage you to do so. We're adjusting our plan on the moment as we don't know when it's going to be a good time to be walking across the country physically, but we're organizing video conferences, we're organizing events, we're organizing our messaging, we're organizing sponsorships, we're organizing all kinds of things. And at one point, only very soon to our originally scheduled date, we're going to be setting across from the West Coast head to the East Coast with our message of hope and inspiration with our problems and solutions. Yeah, it's okay to acknowledge a problem, but what if another thing you can do, power of one, what if you began to think about, ponder, reflect, construct, create the solutions to the problems that bother you? What if we started thinking about those things we want to see in life? You know that old Gandhi saying, be the change you want to see in the world. I'll take it one further. Think about the things you want to see changed in the world. Just think about them. You don't have to be them immediately. You'll get there. But why don't you start thinking about them? That could be a change. Imagine that. How does the world know? How does the universe know what you want to change unless you think it and talk about it? Well, I want to see the world change, and I'll tell you how. I've thought about it, and I'm talking about it now. I want to see everybody, every single member of the human race, feel comfortable to be here on this planet, not live in fear, to live in a place where it's okay. To live in a place where we feel that our government is actually here to help us, to protect us. That cops are there to serve and protect, to help out. You know, who do you call when you have a problem? Call a cop. Wouldn't that be cool? I could see that. Live in a world where we have the freedom to choose what we want to eat and drink and smoke and put in our body and treat each other, treat ourselves with. world where... Medicine wouldn't be too expensive, wouldn't be forced down our throats. A world where there was enough for everybody, because there is enough for everybody. A world where opportunity was there, same for everybody. It didn't matter if you're a man or a woman, where you came from, where you were born, what language you speak. Imagine that. I can. I can. Now, these worlds, were, it's a human world, so it wouldn't be perfect. There's always going to be 
flawed people, people that are, you know, violently sick and dangerous, well, great. We have a place to put them away from us. We got lots of those places. I can see most of our prisons being turned into schools, being turned into hospitals, being turned into places that help people, that rehabilitate people, that, that actually fix those problems that they claim that they're there for. Have a few prisons to take care of the actual dangerous people, the people that just choose that they want to cause harm. Great. Put them away. I can see that. And you know what else I can see? I can see a world where people feel that they can be a part of something, that they can be a part of a movement to make changes as they see fit. And if enough people say, hey, let's make this change, they know that they can get together with those people. They've got the voice. They've got the the leadership. They've got the ability. They've got the tools to get out there and tell their elected officials and and tell the the influencers of the world, hey, we've got a problem. Let's fix it. Here's a solution. Let's just gripe about a problem. Maybe. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day, we can take a minute and think about the things we want to see in the world. You know what I see? I see a picture of Craig Cecil, and I see a place that I like to go fishing, and I see me and him hanging out on the side of a lake or a stream talking and fishing and catching trout or catching salmon or whatever it is we're catching. don't matter. We're doing it. We're hanging out. We're talking. I see Michael Thompson out there with us on the Walk for Change organizing a concert because that's what he loves to do. I can see that. Can you? I encourage you to do that. So send me a message. Tell me what you want to tell these guys or just do it yourself. You can look them up and absolutely be a part of that. All right, I got an announcement, a really cool announcement. Becca using the power of one that she had, decided to construct a piece of literature, the newest version of the Human Solution brochure. Now, we've had a Human Solution brochure, I think, since 2010, the very first one that was issued. And I'll be honest, I don't know that I even have one of each of the old issues that we've ever had, but there's probably an electronic file around somewhere. The truth is, this organization has been going along now for over 10 years, and we're growing, and we're changing, and we have chapters in different places than we used to, and all the chapters we have, we still have. A lot of good things are happening on the regular. It's getting better all the time. So we now have this new brochure, and it's a bifold instead of a trifold. I think that's really cool. New design, got some prisoners featured, talks about court support, shows chapters. It's really cool. So if you'd like some of these, let us know. We'll ship them to you. Um, so anyways, some new, some new stuff. Power of One. I'm going to bring up an individual that, um, I don't know, a year ago, I don't think I even knew. And as we started working together, uh, this person came forward and 
and uh, represented an organization that did a lot of things very similar to the things that we did at the Human Solution. Also did a podcast and was also involved in in uh, sharing the message and organizing and gathering people together. And she began to uh, join up with our meetings with the Walk for Change. So it was probably, you know, eight, seven, eight months ago. And I seldom connected with somebody that just had a a good spirit, a good heart, capable person, somebody who's already connected to a community that embraced the work that we do. And I don't know why it is, but I know that it happens more often than not. People will come in and want to work on a project. And forever I've always said, hey, I want to network with other groups. I want to be part of, you know, have other groups join us. And I don't know, week after week, month after month, we have uh, guests that are part of other groups and they come in and they generally go back for whatever reason. And it's probably innocent enough. It's probably because uh, people that are doing good work are just busy and it's hard to make enough time to uh, do what you're already doing and add something to it. But for the most part, other groups that we've gotten together with have not not meshed. And there's, there's exceptions to that. And there's a lot of individuals that just don't want to be part of a group because of all the group dynamics and all the ego crap and all the, the psychopathic behavior that happens from people that get in positions of pseudo power or influence or whatever the heck you want to call it. it happens all the time. Look at our government. Look at all the leaders. And look at how many psychopaths per elected official that we have. Probably a pretty high percentage. But this person came aboard and um, just was the easiest person to work with. And as happens, as we're going along as a group, we've hit some bumps. Things have not always gone out the way we set out to. And that's just part of the game. We deal with this constantly. And... She just rides along, does her best, things change, she's okay, keep on going. Always has a good attitude. Never seen uh never seen be have that moment of venom like so many people get from time to time. It always seems to be even keel. Has a family, takes care of business, has her own personal issues, physically wise, and embraced the human solution so much so that she started a chapter and meshed the two groups together. And it just really makes me proud when when somebody gets what this is about so much so that they they make it their own. You know, that was always my goal was something that could outlive me, that could keep going if something ever happened, you know, I that's always that was always the part. You know, when I got locked up, I got worried. I was like Crap, I hope they hold it together. Well, guess what? They did. And I know that if I got hit by a lightning bolt tomorrow and vaporized, I believe very strongly that this group would keep on going and it would do what we're here to do and it would finish the job. It would end cannabis prohibition. It would set these prisoners free. It would make a world where we all felt safe and we were all equal and there was justice in the world. I can see that happening. So... Without provocation, 
without inspiration, without any forewarning, I'm going to bring up Candace Dyer to join us just for a moment. And we're going to talk for a minute about the power of one. Candace, you are live on the air, and welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Joe. How are you doing? <laughs> I am doing great. <laughs> and I just uh, wanted to, to share you with the team for a second because, um, you know, you've, you've just been a model member and, um, you know, even so much so as uh, – you're taking over to screen the calls today. Um, you know, oh, just demonstrating. Yeah. It's an honor. It's an one. honor why to be able to help y'all. Well, why don't you share a little bit about, you know, what, what brings somebody to a place where they feel like they want to be a part of something, you know, that's bigger than themselves and that's, that's doing good work. I mean, so many people say they want to do that, but so few people really do it. So, what is it that, that makes you so different from everybody else out there? Uh, well, I just, I got, I I noticed that we, I was complaining a lot, like in the stoner circle, we'd sit there and talk to our friends, you know, about how it should be medicine, that it helps so much. And I just realized, you know, well, I need to stop complaining and try to get out and get involved and do something. And so I just looked around on Facebook, uh, found a group, Cannabis Open Carry Walks, and threw my all into that and have been doing it ever since. <laughs> and, you know, we, we came to meet through, I think it was through the, uh, the walk for change. So how did you, how did you come to find the human solution international? Uh, I believe Bobby called and talked to me about wanting to do a show, um, can a corner and start doing it on blog talk. And I got involved with the blog talk radio aspect of it. And I got invited to just sit with y'all on some of the uh, human solution board calls. And I sat there for about a month and listened and watched how y'all worked and seen, you know, that y'all are a lot like us and what we do. And, yes, I was trying to help with the walk for change. But then I just liked your group a lot, and I liked what y'all stood for and what y'all were fighting for. And I wanted to get more involved with the group itself as well, the Human Solution. So that's how we met. That's amazing. <laughs> so, so the question of the day is you recognize that you have power and that you influence people wherever you go for the good or for the bad. What do you think, if you were to pick one of your superpowers, the power of one, what do you think that one thing that you do or could do that, that would make the most change out there in the world? Um, I, I'm good at cheering people on, at patting their back, getting them going, getting them, you know, letting them see that their strengths and trying to get them to um, give them that push, that help to be the best that they can be. I think that would be my That's awesome, one superpower. So, <laughs> so you're like a, a coach and a cheerleader kind of. A and, cheerleader, yeah. You know, that, <laughs> that, that's inspiring, you know, when, when, especially when people are going through rough times. You know, one of the things we do is we support um, defendants and, and, and prisoners. And I've been a defendant for six years. And I tell you what, by the end of that, I was haggard. I was tired. And if it wasn't for the, the people that were kind of, 
I don't know, cheering me on, you know, rooting for me, wanting wanting me to win. Um, You know, I don't know if I would have stood out there by myself and done the same thing. Um, I think it matters. I think it matters a lot. And I think that, you know, being there to to help other people, being there to, to cheer them on, being there to support them, I think ultimately that's what it boils down to is you're there supporting people and um, I think it's inspirational, and I think it's helpful in in probably ways beyond what you can that you, that you ever know. You know, every once in a while, somebody will come along to me and say, "Hey, um, you did this thing, you know, years ago, and it 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 affected me. It changed my life. It it helped me." And 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 I think back and like sometimes I don't even remember that thing that they talked about, but. That's what happens, you know, when you get out there and you walk the walk and you, you're out there doing the right things for the right reason. I think you find that you're probably affecting people in a positive way. I'll bet you wherever you go, you know, Texas is a big state, and I'll bet you, I'll bet you though, wherever you go and you see somebody that knows you, I'll bet you they smile and wave rather than give you some dirty look and, you know, raise their fist at you, right? Oh, yeah, that that's awesome that you say that, actually. Um, when I was younger, I used to wear this smiley face backpack on my back. And I, I deal a lot with depression. And people would ask me, well, why do you love smiley faces so much? And I was like, well, just because I can't smile doesn't mean that I can't make other people smile. And so it, it's, like, always been something about me that I've always just when you make other people smile, if you think about it, and they smile at you, you you get happy and you smile back. So it helps both of you. Well, you know that was one of the next points I was going to get to, um, and you know I always think I'm, I got an hour to talk that this show's going to, I don't know, hit a drag on point. But I always look up and go, crap, I'm out of time again. <laughs> but one of the points that I wanted to <laughs> I know I, I don't have the shut up switch very good most of the time. But you know, one of the things I want to share and, and this is a secret, you know, a long time ago when we were a lot of chapters deep and we had thousands of members involved, um I was doing a lot of I don't know, I'd call it recruiting, but but you know, making people aware of the work we were doing. There was a lot of active cases and and we were organizing all over the country. And I would say to people, I'd say, you know, you want to be part of a, of a team that's changing the world, and the pay is unlimited intangible benefits. And yes. I meant it. Because the thing of it is, is when you do good things for good people and you don't do them with any strings attached or, or any, you know, any hidden agendas and you're just actually just trying to do the things you say you're going to do. And one of those things that you're trying to do is to raise people up and to love them and to, and to just, you know, bring a light into a dark place and just do that. And, and that's, and that's the thing you're actually doing. And then you do it. Like I can imagine what a comedian feels like when he's killing it. Right. And he's telling right. a joke, and the whole room is laughing. That must be such a high, because that's how it feels to me when just one person smiles back at you, you know? Exactly. Just, just gets that, that teary-eyed look of, wow, thank you, you know? That, 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 genuine, that genuine feeling of, of appreciation, you know? 
I, I think that yeah, we may that's what we may not get paid and a lot of money, but you're right. And the family that we find and the people's lives that you can touch and the stories that you hear, those are all payment enough. I totally agree. Well, I would say that you know if if you're thinking about making a change in your life or being any kind of a of a different change to consider helping or supporting someone. Another thing you can do, this is a really cool thing, uh, especially, you know, if you're older, if you've got kids or grandkids, is t- teach somebody something. You ever have that moment where, like, you showed somebody how to do something? Like, I've been fortunate enough to have taken a number of kids fishing for their first time and actually caught their first fish with them. And to me, that's, like, magic. Like, I just, you know, the, the glee like that, just like I caught a fish, you know? And yes. And to be there when that when that kid had that first moment, I remember when I caught my first fish and my dad was there, and I I've been able to share that moment with a number of kids along the route, and hopefully one day you know it'll it'll continue on. But teaching somebody something when when somebody learns something and they get it, there's that I don't know there's that you change them, um, and then inspire somebody. That's the final point. Is I think. We inspire people with our attitude. We inspire people with our our vision, our hope, um, our willingness to endure. You know, grit can be inspiring. Just keep showing up every day, and somebody might might take that as a as an inspiration. Um, right. You know. So so these are things that I I would say are are certainly um, worthy of of our attention and, and certainly elements of that power of one. What do you say? I 100% agree. Yes. And don't forget laughter is always the best medicine. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave your conversation here with a joke that I got from my dear friend Siri. And um, it goes like this. The past, present and future walked into a bar. It was tense. That's all I got for you, folks. There's a oh, reason wow. I am not a comedian. <laughs> uh, anyway, all so right, Candace, well, on, I think there's a couple of calls left to screen, and I will talk to you soon, and I appreciate everything you're doing. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Candace Dyer, folks, uh, Cannabis Open Carry Walk Chapter of the Human Solution International. And uh, hold on, i got to put you back on real quick so people can – figure out how to get a hold of you. I'm putting you back up. How does somebody get a hold of you if they want to get involved in Texas with the Cannabis Open Carry Walk chapter of the Human Solution International? Uh, yes, sir. Um, you can find me on Facebook on Cannabis Open Carry Walk. Um, you can also uh, find us on the Human Solution International website. If you go and look for the Texas chapter, it will direct you right to it. Awesome. All right. I'll let you get back to your screen. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you. All right, folks, we are getting low on time. And I want to I actually wrote some notes down today, things that I wanted to make sure I got to. Let me just take a pregnant pause, a moment that I tried to avoid. Anybody who knows me knows I've got hundreds of these notebooks all over the place. And no rhyme or reason to them. I just write stuff down. Always writing stuff down. 
Oh, I know. The jury. Power of one. You could be a juror. Now, today I was speaking with a, a friend of mine, and she was telling me about a jury she was on. And it was an attempted murder case. And I don't know the details of the case. I don't even care about the details of the case. But she didn't feel the guy was guilty. And she said that the um, jury foreman was a bully. And he was some kind of a big veteran guy. And um, he was, he was, uh, he wanted this guy to be found guilty. And she said that after the case was done, and they began deliberating. There was three or four people that were in the same mindset that she was. And ultimately, um, he bullied them into finding this guy guilty. But she held out. She held out. And this is before I'd ever met her. This is before she knew anything about jury nullification. She just knew that she had the conviction to do the right thing. And in her mind and in her heart, this guy wasn't guilty. And I've been involved in so many cases across the country, and I've watched juries, and I've, I've seen you know, juries tend to go out on a Friday, and they want to get back early, and they don't want to have to come back on Monday. And a lot of times they make these decisions based on all the wrong things. And one of the powers of one, one of the powers of one, that we all have, that we avoid, like the plague, we avoid like each other with coronavirus, is sitting on a friggin' jury. And the truth is, jury service is one of the opportunities that you get to wield ultimate power. You wield the power to tell the cop that lies up on the stand, F you. You wield the power to tell the judge that's trying to push his agenda. No. You have the same power as the governor of your state, the president of the United States. You can veto that judge's orders because that's what they give. If you've ever actually sat in a trial, if you've ever actually been there when they're trying to railroad and convict somebody, unfortunately, our justice system often doesn't have a lot of justice in it. What you find is a judge that will bully a jury into doing what he wants. And he will hold you to the words that he said, that you will follow the instructions that he gives and apply them to the evidence that you're shown. But the truth is, and if you don't know it, you don't know it. But if you do know it, you'll know the truth is, each and every one of us, when seated as a juror, has the power and the right and even the obligation to judge the law at stake and at play, as well as the evidence presented before us. Yeah. And you know what? Throughout the American history and throughout the history of the world, there have been some bad laws. There have been some very bad laws. And you know what? A few brave people have stood up against them, and now many of them have changed. Well, guess what? We still have laws that say cannabis is a crime. And we have lots of people that say, well, if it was just following the law, it would have been okay. 
But we have some people that say, whoa, hold on now. That's not a good law. That's an immoral and an unjust law. And as such, I hold myself to a higher calling, and I say, that's a bad law, and nobody should be convicted of that. You have some real laws that have victims, and great, that's a whole other story. But we have the right, the power, and the obligation to vote not guilty if we hold the law that's brought before us as to be unjust or immoral. Think about that one. Look up jury nullification. Exercise your right, your power of one. That is indeed a power of one that we have. All right. We're out of time, but I'm going to bring up Dana. And then I got Tom Corby to close the show down. I'm going to encourage you. I've given a lot of things that we can do, a lot of power that we have. And I'm going to encourage you to, at very least, to use one of these powers. Get involved with the group that cares, that matters, that's doing some good work. The Human Solution International, thsintl.org. Sign up. Become a member. Many of you have supported us at one time or another 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago, and consider yourselves a member. Well, we actually have a membership, and it would be great to have some people involved on a membership level, as many of you are. We also have the Walk for Change, walk4change.us, and we have a newsletter you can sign up for. You can sign up to sponsor, to volunteer, to be a trail fairy, to be involved in any way, shape, or form. We'll help you. We'll help you to help us to help you. walk4change.us. Things that you can do. All right, we've got Dana Bland here. He is the chapter coordinator of the Hope for Change at the End of Prohibition chapter of the Human Solution International. Dana Bland, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? Well, we're doing good. A little late today. I had to go rescue my goat from a fence. He was up in my other farm, but I made it back. Yeah, I want to encourage everyone to start calling their governors and just just keep calling them and telling them to let these nonviolent prisoners, especially our Canada prisoners, out. William Barr, our attorney general, has called for the governors to release these prisoners, and so far I ain't seen too much of it happening. So it's, if it's, it's like what happened here in Missouri. We called our governor until he acted finally, and that's what we're going to have to do is just 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 call and drive them nuts and make them do their job because, you know, they want to do their own thing and not what the people want. And we need to make them know that we're going to get loud and that we're going to take and not shut up until they do their job. Absolutely. Well, that's a great advice. And, uh, you know, Dina, if you could write me a couple of words that I can pass on to Craig that's of that nature, I'll bet you he would love to hear it. Um, and just shoot me an or an email or something like that, and I will pass it along. Um, call your, this is a perfect time. You're at home. Pick up the phone. Call your elected official. Tell them what the heck are we spending tax dollars housing nonviolent drug offenders. This makes no sense. We need to let these people go, and how about now? Yeah, the, the I mean, these prisoners are in very big danger with this virus, a lot more than we are here on the outside. They're not healthy. They don't get fed good. They don't have good cleaning, anything. I mean, half the stuff they have is broken. And, 
you know, it's a very, very big danger for them to be in prison right now, especially when they didn't do anything to no one other than have, a, you know, some marijuana or, you know, cannabis. Uh, so we really need to get loud and, and not let them go and show them that we're not going to back down and just drive them nuts until they, until they start to do something because we got some really bad governors out there. So true, so true. Well, Dan, I appreciate that. And um, if anybody wants to get a hold of you and be a part of the Hope for Change and the End of Prohibition chapter of the Human Solution International, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, we're uh, Hope for Change and the End of Prohibition, uh, the Human Solutions International chapter court support here in southwest Missouri. Phone number is 417-847-7974. Uh, you can call me anytime, and you can always get a hold of me on Facebook. That's where I'm at all the time. Uh, and I and I met someone that you worked for you uh, that just moved to Kansas City. She called me today, and she's going to work with me down here. So that's that's going to be Excellent. a help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know Megan. She's been around since the early days of the Human Solution. So I know she just moved to Kansas City. She reached out to Mike and Sarah as well, and. It's good. We're building teams out here. It's it's really good. I appreciate uh, you reaching back to her. Yeah. Well, you keep doing right, what Dan. you're doing. Well, and I don't know any better. I'm, I'm liable to keep doing what I'm doing until I get what I want. Yeah, same here. <laughs> we'll see you later. Awesome. I appreciate that. All right, Dan. Dan Bland, folks, hope for change in the end of Prohibition chapter of the Human Solution out of Missouri. All right, we got Tom Corby to wrap it up. Uh, not a man of brevity, but he's a man that doesn't have any time left, so we'll see what he can squeak out of the last couple of minutes. Tom Corby, welcome to the show. Uh, I want to thank Joe, uh, Lisa, Becca, and uh, all those on the front line coming together and prohibition free. All our POWs, like Joe said, can you imagine life without parole or a plan? Prehensible and it's unacceptable. That's why we stand our ground. A lot of folks out there don't realize until you actually get busted and go to jail, like all of us, what you have to go through. And I don't think you ever get over it completely. I'll come stand your ground. Uh, I think about Craig Cecil and Lance Gore, Michael Thompson, all those in there. I would think now that I, when I went to jail, uh, I spent a couple of days in solitary confinement and then. Uh, right now, if I was sitting there, I would probably ask for to to be uh, social distancing from the rest of the prisoners that uh, just came out there. <laughs> uh, I'm here today again with my good friend, Frank Canan. Uh, also, uh, Darius Suzanne and Nick Moran helping us so much. Uh, we're all practicing uh, social distancing. Uh, it's easier for me, as you know, I'm pretty much isolated down here anyway. 
I uh, recommend everybody take this very seriously. I think if we all do it, I see that uh, the curve is turning some. Uh, so, and wearing our mask and uh, in our distance. I went shopping the other day. I was very impressed how uh, when you walk in the store, they have lines and signs to keep you six foot distances and to wear your mask, be as safe and clean as you can. Uh, keep your health up, build your immune system. I would I would venture to say cannabis heals and fecos uh, are good for what ails you, and I, I believe they would also help with any virus like the COVID-19. I also want to thank also the always the Coffee Party Radio Show for these historical shows. Uh, you're all part of history. And it all begins with one, like Joe said, and you could be the next one. Come join us, helping the solution to prohibition. Uh, Suzanne's here today. She might like to say a few words. <laughs> Hey, well, everybody, we're trying our best, and it's not that difficult. We can all get through this together, even if we're separated. (laughs) (laughs) Frank and Ann, yeah, he's good today. Okay, Joe, I want to thank you, and uh, for all you do, I don't know how you actually do it uh, (laughs) all these years. You've taught us all so much, and we want to thank you personally. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I never will forget the day like, uh, last week on the radio show when <laughs> you're on, on Stacy Thesis Cannabis coming down from Oregon and uh, you were going to San Francisco and I kept working on you and you finally came this way and you all stayed overnight. 12 of you and I remember the next day you wished you all said I wish we could stay another day we really like it here <laughs> so we, we want to also keep our, our humor up uh, it's, it's the best medicine uh, also uh, I've been connecting more introspection uh, and meditation always helps uh, thank you all again today Uh and don't forget to breathe, as Don always says. And see you next week. All right, week. Tom, always a pleasure. And uh, I think that's it for today. I want to thank everybody that's made this show possible. And uh, even thank Bobby Rodrigo, man behind the, the curtain, who's showing his face at this moment. And just enough for me to do that. All right. <laughs> That's all, folks. We'll see what Willie has to say, and we'll see what Hi, I'm Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done, you were always on my